Blair. And welcome to Hawk Talk, where we answer all of your questions, film, filmmaking, nerd questions, all alike. Whatever my you name want. is Jeremy Lee. My name's Noel Shefflin. And my name is Jimmy Corhonan. And here we are. Why don't we get started? Let's get started. Here, you pick the first question. Let's jump right in. Thick boy. Them thick boys. Big booty Judy. Thick boys. <laughs> That's what they call you, right? Yeah. They, you guys, guys all me. know, but there's a Nick, Jeremy's nickname is Big Booty Judy. Yeah, so they actually call me that. <laughs> tweet, tweet him. Uh, call him Big Booty Judy. Uh, yeah, do whatever you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Right. Okay, so this question comes from Corin Bianca. Corin? Corin? I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. At Corin B. Solis. Um, if you had superpowers... Who would you choose to be your mentor? Can either be from Marvel or DC. I want to say I'll, I'm going to broaden this question to you know from any aspect, from any universe you want to be. Okay. So, who would I want to be my mentor? Yes, Yoda, dude. Yoda, especially after that Mikey dropped in Last Jedi. There's like no one else oh, I'd yeah. want to mentor me than Yoda. If not Yoda, then I would want both Professor X. And Magneto to mentor me because I think getting both of their both sides of the same coin is would be, would be like they need to be teachers in the same Man, you're school. You're covering all bases. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Uh, I would. I, I want to say Constantine because I love that guy. Interesting huh. I love, choice. I love the idea of dark arts. Okay. And being able to master that stuff. Yeah. And he's just why not Snape, man? He's I mean, Snape, truly the master yeah, of the dark Snape arts. Snape as well. True facts. Just Snape and Constantine at the same time. Damn. Get both sides of that. Snapestantine. Snapestantine. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really cool. I didn't even think of that. Uh, Yoda would be dope just because, like, so I don't know if I talked about this on the Last Jedi review, but, like, the last, my, one of my favorite parts of The Last Jedi is the Yoda cameo because, like, it really encapsulates everything. That, that Star Wars is. Yeah, that Star Wars is in just that one little sequence. And that yeah. like that's the him purpose in his, of the Jedi. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's him in his element. Yoda doing what Yoda does best, speaking weird stuff and teaching things. But speaking the truth. He is speaking the truth. Damn. Um, yeah, Yoda would be up there. I think. I don't know, man. I would like Charles too, because he's got that life experience. Yeah. It just if I would have a mentor. Oh. The question specifically asked if you had superpowers, who would you want oh, mentor that to be? It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that does change it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd What are my superpowers? That, that's up to you. It's up to, I get to choose my superpowers? I don't know. Are we in a universe where you get to choose your superpowers? If you had superpowers. Let's say just say yeah. if you had any of your own powers. Okay. like So I, I'm, I just have powers. Yeah, you just have powers. Okay. Probably Professor X. Because he deals with that huge spectrum, yeah. yeah. Like he got all the all of those kids who have hugely different powers, and he's able to teach them all. Yeah. So I feel like I would be in the best hands. Whereas if you pick like Superman or something, you don't have, and you can control people's minds. You don't have that aspect because that's not something right. he can do. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Charles is definitely the most qualified for the job of mentoring. True. Students. That's uh, what he does. It is in his job description. Um, yeah, I would I would pick Professor X and Magneto still because like I would want Magneto's radical mind, and then I'd want that to be like balanced out with Xavier's. You know, would you want to be a superhero if you had superpowers, or would you 
have your own agenda, I guess. I would have my own agenda, but I think my own agenda wouldn't, it, it's not like it would align far off with what a superhero's agenda would be, but they abide by more rules than I think I would want to abide by. So you're saying you would be Red Hood? I guess so. I guess I'm saying I'd be Red Hood. <laughs> would you be that extreme? Red Hood with superpowers. No, I don't know if I'd, I don't know, honestly. It's, uh, it's, what would Charles say about it? What would Professor S say about that? I mean, he's, he, he scolds Wolverine a lot, man. That he does. <laughs> so he I, would does. Get, I would get a firm scolding. From uh, from prof, he loves everyone alike. Like yeah, that's why he's, he's that's why there. he accepts. That's Wolverine. why he does what he does. Wolverine's a murderer, man. That dude slashes people's throats. No, but Xavier's like, hey man, I can help. Hey, only in the R-rated versions. True. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Excuse you, Noel. <laughs> he totally doesn't right. kill. Okay. Okay. They're reverse blades. <laughs> <laughs> they're reverse blade claws. I don't think that's how it works, man. Listen, 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 listen. Another one. Blink. Another. Listen. <gasps> Hey, listen. Hmm. Preston, what about you, dude? You're behind the camera. What's up? Hey. Is this camera that, on? No. Okay. What I was gonna say. That mic isn't on either. Okay. No, well, then never mind. Preston's <laughs> yeah. not behind the Sorry, camera. Sorry, dude. <laughs> well, regardless, you. something you guys to think about. One of you is a mutant. One of you is an alien, and one of you is a science accident. I call alien. Okay. I'm so an alien. So you're saying if one of us is an alien, a mutant, and what? Uh, science accident, like Spider-Man or, okay, or uh, Fantastic or something. Like byproduct that. of a science experiment gone wrong. Okay. Like, okay. What do, what, do you, what do you pick? I want alien. You want alien? So I'm going to go with being alien, I would say Superman. Because he has gone through he all that of that. He though. knows exactly how it feels. And like at that moment where you're slipping to the edge and he's like, and you're like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. He'll be able to be like, it's worth it. Nice. That's why we're superheroes. Okay. Damn. Interesting. What would you pick? Oh uh, man, I would pick uh, an accident of science. Okay. And I would want my mentor to be. Oh man, I need to think for a moment. Okay. I think this is hard to pick because, like. I have. I feel like I might have a different mindset than the way that you guys might be thinking about it, because I'm thinking in a filmmaker's perspective. Like, what kind of story would I want to tell about my life if I were to tell a story about my life? Picking one of those, and I'd say science experiment or mutant. Because pick one, and I'll pick the other. I'll pick mutant. Okay. Like if I was born a mutant. I would still want Professor X. Obviously, he's yeah. clearly the best yeah. qualified for the job. Yeah. But, like, that would be an interesting story to tell. Like, imagine if you grew up being a mutant. Like, you were born a mutant, and um, you've already gone through all your shit. Yeah. And now someone, Hollywood is making a movie or a series about you. What, would that change the answer? No. Uh, because I... I'm not going to let whether or not someone makes a movie about me change the way I Oh, want. yeah. No, no that's, that's what... But seeing that as you can pick your destiny right now... Right, like, right. like you're creating ultra, a character in yeah, the creating, creating character, character screen. Okay, gotcha. how about this then? If you're creating a character in your own image with whatever kind of scenario, what would you pick? Well... I, I liked Preston's assigning us three different like classes, so I'm going to go yeah. with the science experience. And I'm actually going to pick my mentor to be Tony Stark. 
uh, because <clears throat> he is very smart minded. Smart minded. That's. <laughs> I'm tired, guys. I'm so sorry I even said that. I can't even count. <laughs> um, but he's he's a genius, and he works with science a lot, and he is a problem solver, and I think he but could help he me. would he be a good mentor? Uh, I don't know, but I would I would trust him. That's a fair point. It's <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> so you're still sticking with Alien? I think I'm going to stick with Alien. I okay. think Alien's fun. I, I would like to be a mutant, though, because I really oh, yeah. align with X-Men. Yeah. And if you're a mutant, it's like you can hide that possibly. Depending. And then yeah. your whole life you can work at it in on your own time and then you show the world when you know that you can control this and be a good person mm-hmm. and not go crazy and like Damn. kill a bunch of people on accident. Labrest. Okay. I like that. So if we let's just like for a quick sec on this on this question. This is a sub question on this question. If we were all mutants. Yes. What would you want your powers to be if you could create a character? Hmm. And like, then, and then I feel like the the one thing about being immune is you couldn't. That's pick. true. That's, That's true. the point of the whole arc. Okay, then I'll <laughs> I'll assign you both powers, okay. and then you pick who you want your mentor to be. Okay, so your power is you can read minds. You can. Let's see. You can read minds. You can do um, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh man, what is it called? Like remote viewing and stuff. Like you can do a lot with your mind. You have a very powerful mind. Uh, but you don't really have any other powers. You can't fly. You're not necessarily invulnerable. Yeah, yeah. You're just like super. Almost like astral projection. Yes. Okay. And then your power also, you uh, let's see. You have a power that allows you to also telekinesis. You have telekinesis as well. Damn. So tele- telepathy <laughs> and telekinesis. So P. And then Jer- and then other Jeremy, you your powers are you can fly. You can. You're not invincible, but you can withstand like high pressures. So you can. Okay. You can so help. I can fly. Right, you can fly and like survive those conditions. Yeah, <laughs> and. Let's see. And you're super strong. I want to see what I can learn from Dr. Manhattan. Ooh. That'll be interesting. Dr. Manhattan knows it all. If he's in a universe where mutants mutants exist. Mm -hmm. I wonder, has anyone or does anyone know, like, if there's, like, an alternate timeline or, like, um, an other world story of Dr. Manhattan with Professor X? Not that I know of. Or any other telepath? No, I don't think so. Like, how does he interact? He, he is an all-powerful being yeah, he because would of break his their minds, molecular structure. Right. right. Yeah, he could, he could mess people up. Do you think he could help me? <laughs> <laughs> no. One That's can a real help you. question here. He is a doctor. <laughs> he is a doctor, but he's also like super jaded to humanity. Yeah. What can I learn from him? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Hey man, what up? <laughs> I can relate. Yo, Doctor App. Doc Doctor. Okay, I guess he's he's on Mars now. Oh, that's cool. Where is he? Probably only took him thirty seconds. Would you fight crime with your mentors? Would you fight crime with your mentors? Hmm. With my dementors. With your dementors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Would I fight crime with my mentor? Um, I imagine I would. Depends I, on my relationship. I feel him. like it's a sidekick thing, unless it's Professor X. 
Yeah. Because Professor X has all, he's a teacher, but then if you're Batman's, Batman's your mentor, you're his sidekick, you're Robin off the Yeah, bat. but like, I can also picture it being like your mentor being uh, on the mission with you and you're just kind of like doing your thing. He's letting you, he or she lets you do your thing while... He's like shadowing you. Yeah, shadowing you, shadowing you, like guide, kind of guiding you. Because okay. I know, because I actually have a mentor, uh, his name is David Waldman in cinematography and like whenever we're shooting on set it's it depends on the job honestly but if it's on a job that i was hired for as the cinematographer he would still be helping me out like he would be in another position to help me do my job and guide me if i have questions gotcha that's usually how it is so hands-on learning yeah basically yeah hands-on learning that's pretty dope so that's how i would work it also depends on you know the relationship with whoever mentor you have right right would you do um i would fight crime but i wouldn't always operate operate in the parameters that the laws give me okay that's fair i mean honestly if i had powers i probably wouldn't either yeah yeah. Especially if you yeah. could get away with it. <laughs> True. Damn. Would you do some shady stuff though? Be real. No. No. Be real, man. Shady stuff concerning other people. I wouldn't do. Okay. Shady stuff if it's oh, just yeah. affecting me. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, for sure. All day, every day. <laughs> It's like I'm responsible for myself and myself only. Right. Cool. If it concerns other people, okay, maybe not. I don't maybe want to ruin not. your life because of me. Yeah. You know? But I'll, I'll I'll take responsibility if there I ruin mine. There have to be boundaries somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Drawing a line on other people. There's a few select people I I would mess with. Okay. Like Danny. Like Danny. <laughs> like Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Danny. Danny. <laughs> All right, Kareen, thank you for your curish, your yes. question, Kareen. It's a great one. Your correct great conversations. <laughs> Love you. Cool. On to the next one. On to the next one. Next question. Next question. Here, Jimmy. Do the Hanas. What we got? What we Ooh, got? Look at this. Look at this helmet. Very form-fitting. Yeah, what helmet is this? This is a Red Hood helmet. Did yeah. you make this helmet? I actually did make this helmet. Um, This was for our series, Nightwing the Series. This one-off. Well, We'll see. <laughs> uh, and Danny kind of helped me model this out of clay, and then I casted it. Dope. Out of a rubber urethane, flexible urethane. What it a story, Perfectly Mark. fit to <laughs> my What a story, Mark. To Tell my it head. again. <laughs> okay, so this is from Fandemic on Discord, and it's what albums slash songs do you listen to outside of your normal preference? Outside of my normal preference? I wouldn't say I have a normal preference. Um... So this conversation can go a lot of different ways. Interesting. Wait, what was the exact question? It was, what albums slash songs do you listen to that are outside of your normal preference? Okay. Um, I, I, I listen to almost everything, so I wouldn't say I have anything outside of a normal preference, but I'll tell you some music that I listen to that you probably, guys probably didn't think I listened to. I'm a big Backstreet Boys fan. I've seen them live more times than I've seen any other artist. I just saw them very recently, actually, because I have a res- residency here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I listen to? Uh, I'm a big. I'm a, I was a huge. I have my first crush was Beyonce, so I'm a big Destiny's Child fan. Um, Limp Biscuit, huge Limp Biscuit fan. Dope. Hashtag guilty pleasure. So yeah, yeah hashtag that, guilty pleasure. That's some. You started stuff. showing me some Limp Biscuit songs, and I like. I was like, are, are you serious? This is them? <laughs> this is cool. I like it a lot. This I didn't expect to like it. I feel kind of dirty. Like, <laughs> <it is. laughs> yes. But it was actually really cool. Yeah. 
Musically, it's not bad. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Tired, tired, tired. What do you mm. listen to, Jeremy? I feel like I'm like you where I don't really have a normal preference, but like I feel like we both have phases where yeah. for a couple of months or a few months, we'll listen to this kind of music, this for genre, sure. and then we'll jump over to another genre. Yep. Because that's usually how I listen to music. Same. Um, but I would say And we're the often phase, listening to music together anyway. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... I'd say the phase that we're in now, I wouldn't call it phase, mom. It's not a phase. It's not a phase, it's not a phase, phase mom. It's not a phase. Come on, bitch. It's not a phase. Anyway, uh, the genre that we're listening to right now is more like hip hop and rap mm-hmm. as of late. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, well, movie scores? Does yeah, that you listen count? to a lot of classical and movie scores for sure. Yes, I do. There's... Okay, so to me, when I listen to classical music, there's a big distinction between like what kind of classical music you're listening to. Sometimes I'll listen to like uh, certain pieces by, a, like in a period of classical music, and then sometimes I'll listen to like whole overtures or mm-hmm. concertos and stuff like that. But like that's like once in a while thing. And then you're also like a huge Pink Floyd fan. I don't know if people know that. He's yeah, a big I'm, Pink Floyd fan. I love Pink Floyd, and I know. The older generations out there will like argue Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. It's not one or the other. It's like I like them both, but I Why do really both? like Pink Floyd, and I really like Led Zeppelin too. Like the lead, bro. Yeah, but you're also lead. big. A lot of people may not know this. He's also a huge Outcast fan. Yes. Hey, yeah. Dude, hey. he like he knows oh, a lot yeah. of words to Outcast songs. I just like whenever we're listening to, him, I'm like, damn, dude, you know a lot of Outcast. You also right big like Outcast. Right, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, ladies. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm. I mainly listen to punk rock music. Like Green Day is my favorite band. Okay. Like would, Weezer. Yes, Weezer. Punk I'll, rock I for love. sure. But the main <laughs> one that's outside of what I usually listen to would be Owl City. Okay. I listen okay. to Owl City all the time, and nothing else that I listen to is that mellow. And then okay, yeah, I so like that. Owl City, and then there's a band called the Eighty Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is different. Than most of the stuff. I found them via the community theme song. Okay. Okay. Which, nice. Which is That's a great cool. song. And then you listen to their other albums and nothing is like that one song. Kind of like yeah. Phantom Planet. Yep. I don't know if you guys ever listen to Phantom it's, Planet. It's good stuff, mm-hmm. but it's definitely different. So, yeah. Right on. So, something else came to mind. I used to be a huge Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. And I listened to. He's Pretty much everything she's done except for her latest stuff. Yeah. Like her latest album. Honestly. But you're a big taste. You're a big T-Sway fan, man. Yeah. T-Swizzy. T-Sway. Yeah. But like, honestly, that's just a guilty pleasure thing because <laughs> listening to it now, I'm going back and I'm like, okay. Granted, she does have some good stuff. Like songwriting is songwriting, you know? Yeah. Like, but I wouldn't say I'm a what? Actually, if you're a fan once, like, are you fan for life? Like, you I know think the songs so. and you I don't. Fan? I don't. I don't, I don't think so. No. I don't. Th- I think you can still be a fan of the older stuff. Okay. But you're not currently a fan of her. I miss that old T Swift. <laughs> I miss that old T Swift. that old T Swift. So though. like, you're you're not a fan for life. You're a fan of certain parts of the career for life. Yeah, because I'm I'm I wouldn't really say I've been a fan of Kanye West later. Like, I wasn't a big fan of Life of Pablo, but I was a huge fan yeah. of everything. Through my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Jesus was pretty cool, but I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, I don't say I love it. Yeah, Jesus is not on the top 
tier. Uh, not, even not, not when you got tier. late registration and college dropout. Yeah, just like, exactly. Like damn. that's on a whole other level. That's a different tier. Yeah, dude. Tears, um, tears for fears. I'm trying to think of something else. Tears for fears is a is a good band. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tears for fears. Trying to think of some bands on rock band. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of too. I can't think of any off the top of my I've head. I've been listening to the Simple Minds new album. Is it good? It's really? so good and so weird because it's the Simple Minds from the 80s and they sound the exact same. Nice. <laughs> the exact same. It's I enjoy it. Hmm. Oh, dude, NERD. I'm a huge nerd fan. I've been converted. Yeah, their newest album is really cool. It's fire. I'm a big Rihanna fan as well. <clears throat> I've been listening to some Cage the Elephant. It's dope. Oh, okay. The Neighborhood, also dope. Jaden Smith, bro. Jaden Smith. Dude, Jaden fucks. Sorry. I'm trying to think of like something outside of the normal realm. Um, of... What else? What else? I'm trying to think of other artists. Uh, Our Last Night. They're fun. A smaller punk mm-hmm. band, but mm-hmm. they do covers of everything. Yeah, they're on YouTube. Check them out. And 90% of their covers I prefer over the original song. So, fun fact. I heard their cover of Look What You Made Me Do before I heard Taylor Swift's version. And I was like, yo, this song is yep. so sick. How yep. have I not heard this before? And then I heard Taylor Swift version. I was like, yeah. I was like my whole world. Because I didn't. I was you didn't like, know it was a cover? Whoa. I was like, there's no way Taylor Swift is covering this metal song. Oh so it has to God. be the other way. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. You know Demi Lovato is a huge metal head? What? Yeah. she Rock on, Demi. And I think her favorite band is Cannibal Corpse. Interesting. I know that's Jim right? Carrey's favorite band. That's pretty cool. What? Demi? What's yeah, up? Yeah. Let's kick it. I'm trying to... Let's rock. Let's rock, yeah. Let's, let's rock. Let's rock today. I actually really like Starset. You introduced me to Starset. I like Starset a lot. Starset's pretty sick, dude. Have you ever listened to Starset? I have not. You little bit. Yeah. I, I'm just kidding. I will. Um, this is, I think, out of like uh, my usual listening choices. It's Matisayu. I don't know if you guys listen to him. You show him. Yeah, he's more reggae. Definitely mm-hmm. a lot more reggae. You're pretty dope, though. Um, but specifically his song, One Day, on Light. Really good, which is like this. This whole album is like different than the rest of his catalog, and I think that's my that might be a big reason why I like this album. The other stuff is really cool too, but like I'm not listening to it on a normal right. basis. You like John Mayer, right? I do like John Mayer. Who doesn't like John Mayer? Yeah, a lot you don't of people. Like, well, yeah, a lot of people don't <laughs> like John Mayer, but like to be fair, not fair. <laughs> I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan. I like Disney soundtracks. You love to- Smash Mouth. I don't love Smash Mouth, you guys. Smash Mouth has three really good songs, guys. Smash Burger, I like. Okay, what? They're Black Bean Burger. Mm. I love... Do you guys like Broadway? I love Broadway, Uh, bro. Oh, dude, I'll I'll hella jam some some show tunes. What have you listened to or seen? Uh, I haven't seen anything. My favorite Broadway soundtrack is American Idiot, the Broadway performance. (laughs) Wow, okay. My favorite Broadway soundtrack is that Green Day album. No, I'm just kidding. But it's so good. And then Dear Evan Hansen's good as well. Dude, okay. you need to listen to Book of Mormon to Sweeney Dude, Todd. I love Book of Mormon. Into the I've Woods. listened to about half of Book of Mormon. It's so good. I, and I know you're listening to it out of context yeah. because like, yep. when you're watching the actual show, it is such good storytelling. Phantom of the Opera? You never listened to Phantom nope. of the Opera? Bro, what? Damn, man. That's a classic. Grease? Grease, yeah. Okay. You listen to anything like Christian Chenoweth or anything? Not much. No? West Side okay. Story? Rocky West Horror Picture? Story. West Side Story. I mean, Rocky Not Horror Rocky Show, Horror. rather. Not Rocky Horror Show. Um, 
High School Musical. This fool just said High School Musical. Nah, dog. The Broadway show. We're 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 all in this together. Dude, get your head in the game. Dude. Oh man, no, <laughs> no, no. we can't do this, guys. We can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really like the band Perry, and okay. they only have one album so far, as far as I know, and that was like in 2012 or something. Band Perry. I'm a big. I like uh, Lauren Hill and Erica Badu. Shouts to oh, them. Yeah, big fans of them. Yes, Erica. Buddy. So yeah, I don't know if you expect me to listen to any of these bands that I listed off, but I do. Mm-hmm. So I went through um, an electronic music phase. I mean, I still kind of listen to some stuff, but like I used to go to a bunch of raves. Yeah, facts. Like true. Every uh, festival that Insomniac has thrown, I've gone to. I think, except for EDC Orlando, I haven't been there. Ooh. That sounds that sounds too much, dude. Orlando, that's humid as hell. I yeah. cannot imagine. Dude, going imagine to EDC. A three three nights, like three nights in Orlando in the middle of summer. Nah, man. I went there one night oh, in no, Vegas. Man. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I've done. It's funny because I used to go to EDC as like as a festival goer, you know, for two years, and then I started working EDC for two or three years. And then you started twerking. And no, that <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's so interesting to see both sides of you know two different perspectives. Because when you're going as a festival goer, you're going with your friends, you're hanging out, and you're there for the experience, right? But when you're working it, you're experiencing it in a way different way than yeah, I'm sure. if you were just going as a general audience member. Because I, you know, I feel like you don't get the full festival experience if you don't go as GA because <laughs> you don't know what people are talking about when they're making jokes about standing in lines or right. having to go to the bathroom or like standing in the middle of a set and you have to run to get water but like it's a packed crowd like 50,000 people and you're like right next to the uh the video village and you're standing there hold up your fucking totem in the hair so <laughs> that your group can get back to you and you're like what are you talking about maybe we should use walkie talkies but that's not really viable either because all the bands are taken by production but then you're trying to use your cell phone but there's 150,000 people there and you can't use your cell phone because yeah. there's too many people for those cell towers and then you're just sitting in the crowd waiting and then after the set you're like you know the set just ended the night and then the sun's starting to come up and you're sitting there with your friends just drinking some more water <laughs> waiting for people to clear out the lot because the, the cars are packed and it's like a two-lane highway straight True. to the venue. Anyway. Damn. Flashbacks. Yeah, but then when you're working it, you have a, a fucking um, production pass for everywhere and you're just wearing a crew t-shirt and you're just walking wherever you want. Damn. And it's completely different. You usually shuttle in with the company van and it takes like less than a quarter of the time. Wow. But then also when you're working, you're working. Like, yeah. Which is awesome for me because I love shooting with my camera. And mm-hmm. when you're at a festival working, you're just literally you have up so there. so much dope stuff to right shoot. Right at the front barriers, right next to the DJ or whoever's playing with your camera. And you're just doing what you like to do while listening to this cool stuff that you like to listen to. It's so it's, it's also really cool to get that. Honestly, oh, yeah. I'd prefer working a festival now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tight. About the gist of it. Yeah, I feel like that's a. That's a so on to the next one. On to the next one. <gasps> and another one. All right, let us pick the final question from right. my head. From your head, your very form-fitted, skin-tight helmet. Yeah. Oh man, it's the tightest helmet I've ever worn. It's so tight. It's so tight. Uh, all right, this comes from our very own Preston. 
we have our own Preston, guys. Mm-hmm. What movie, no, yes, what movie moments slash scenes invoke the, em- the most emotion slash connection reaction from you guys? Okay, so movie or scenes that invokes the most emotion? Oh, man. <laughs> That's, there's so many. There's yeah. so many. Yeah, we could just start listing them off. So the first thing that comes to my mind immediately, immediately is uh, the scene in Forrest Gump when Forrest Gump meets his son. Oh, and he's my like, God. And he's just like, is, <laughs> is he like, and I'm just like, oh, stop. Every single time. He doesn't time. even need to say anything. Yes. He just starts a question and your heart is breaking. You watch yes. that out of context and it's just as yeah. emotional. Yeah, dude. I know, dude. Like you can hear the, the, what, do you, what, what kind of emotion is he going through? Do you think? How do you interpret? Uh, you can hear it in his voice. He's just like, he. It just sounds like he has no idea who this person is. He didn't even know he exists, and he immediately was so selfless. And he's like, he's not like me, right? Like, he's gonna be smarter than me. Like, yeah. If, so I guess spoilers for Forrest Gump. <laughs> you yeah. had decades to watch it. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, like if. If you haven't seen Forrest Gump, go watch what? Forrest Gump, okay? It's great, great film. Uh, anyway, but this is towards the end of the movie where um, his childhood friend Jenny, ha- he hasn't seen her for what? At like, this point, yeah, it's been years. Yeah, years, years since then. And um, he visits her, Forrest Gump visits her, and sees that she has a child, and he finds out that it's his child. That and, the, and the way he finds out, the way that scene unfolds is just so beautiful and it's so it just like touches your heart it's like hey you want to cry you want to cry because you're gonna cry <laughs> you're yes. just like oh man and by the way forrest gump has a mental disability so when he saw his child and the question that was asking is he like me like oh my like, god damn. the emotion behind that yeah. delivery is oh, so good tom hanks one of the greats damn that's um, classic let's see another scene that invokes a lot of emotion from me uh, did you guys ever see Hustle and Flow? No, I saw parts of it. So, did you ever see Hustle and Flow, Preston? So, for those of you who haven't seen Hustle and Flow, spoilers for Hustle and Flow, not really, but <laughs> go watch it because it's a great film. Uh, there's a scene where Terrence Howard, Anthony Anderson, DJ Qualls is in the movie. The guy was in the new guy. <laughs> um, huh. And I can't remember who else is in the room, but it's the f- it's the first time that they create a song together, and it's so inspiring it is one of the most inspiring things i've ever seen in a movie it's just the energy and how they are how excited they are about what's happening and they're just like oh that was awesome like how do we do that it was just like so so cool so so it's just it's a happy emotion it's a very happy it's very inspiring that's cool yeah man. it's like really that. really cool dude so you know in batman versus superman when <laughs> batman's on. on his back and and Superman says Martha. Oh yeah, dude. Like oh. that. Yeah. Every movie. Yeah. Every movie needs a moment oh, where the antagonist. I cry so hard every time. <laughs> Retweet if you cry every time. <laughs> Retweet. Um, no, but the Breakfast Club when they're sitting in the circle and they're talking about how they got attention. When Brian starts explaining yeah. how he got attention uh, every time. Damn. I don't know why. I'm like. Really? I, wow. I feel for this kid. Damn. Okay. Man. So you can empathize. Yeah. With him. I, I feel. I'm like. I understand what you're going through. That's what's up. And so it's wow. a good, it's a good, it's a good moment. That that's entire cool. movie. That, that's that's yeah. the movie that made me want to get into film. Really? Yep. That's awesome, man. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I love that movie. Wow. On another happy note, <laughs> I remember Pursuit of Happiness. The ending oh, yeah. for Pursuit of Happiness. Oh every my god! Time, every, every time, time when dude. he after Chris Gardner, uh, Will Smith's character, gets the job, 
Because this whole movie, he's been trying to get this job, man. <sighs> trying just, real hard. He's trying real hard. It just gets beat down at every turn, and finally, he Dude, gets and he the gets job. that job, and you're just... And he's the, the, the part where he gives him the five dollars too. You're just yes. like, yes, <laughs> dude. Will Smitty, man, Will so Smitty good. coming in a clutch. So good. Just the way, because you can see that he's trying to hold back the tears, trying to be professional. Ugh. He the second he walks out of the building, he's just walking down the street and just starts clapping to himself. What a great, great. Oh moment. my god, it's so good. Will Smith, so man. good. Um, Will Smith. What else? Well, more recently, uh. What did we just watch? Um, Black Panther. Killmonger's Oh, yeah. Scene. Spoilers for Black Panther. Spoilers for Black Panther. I know it's really recent. Spoilers. Well, it won't be when this for drops. For Black Panther. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, when this drops, you, you might have still not seen it because if you haven't seen Forrest Gump, I, <laughs> okay, I don't expect you to go out and like <laughs> watch Black Panther right away. Um, but... Towards the end, like uh, after the the fight between T'Challa and Killmonger, and he gets stabbed. That moment where he Killmonger is just talking about how his dad, how beautiful Wakanda is, mm-hmm. um, and how his dad was gonna take it him to see Wakanda. Yeah, he's like, you believe so, that little kid running around Oakland with dreams or something yeah, like that? You're believing like, in fairy tales. Damn. I'm like, oh man, why, guys, why? dude, dude, that moment is so good. It's so good. Well, he this, just the fact that he says. That was a good move. You're just like, damn. Damn, that's a good move. What a character. Like, yeah, because he's not, like, he's just trying to do his thing. Yeah. And you just happen to be in the way of it, you know? He ain't a villain. He ain't a villain. He's he's the hero of his own story. Yeah, man. And that's how you write good villains, I think. Yeah. Good antagonists. Simba? Simba? Oh, yeah. Killmonger's perspective, he's Simba. His dad got killed by his uncle. Holy shit. Yeah. Totally. This is... And this is what would happen if, you know, Lion King was written the other way. And, like, Lion King was, like, human beings and, like, yeah. in Oakland in 1992. Or, if you like, could, <laughs> right. yeah. or, you know, like, a modern-day Hamlet, except from the other perspective. Damn, man. Because, you know, Lion King is basically Hamlet. Hey, man, Killmonger, hashtag not my villain. Okay. Man, so many more. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to like, more. narrow it yeah. down. Uh, anything in Logan? <laughs> Dude, the so moment this is where what it feels like yeah. So this is what it feels like. Oh man, guys. Dude. <laughs> Jeremy can't. He's Just lost the ability to can. Like it's. Oh man, like it comes in our generation where we grew up with these characters, mm-hmm. right? So. It really just hits that much harder. Yeah, we followed like, his whole story. Yeah, from we start followed to his finish. journey, and. And his and delivery. That is what it felt like. Oh man! Can you, oh man! I wish I could see what it's like to be on that set that day. Oh. And I, I can only imagine what it's like for fans of the series or friends and family that are working on that set, like get to experience that scene. Yeah. Oh man. That's crazy. I'm trying to think of other movies that evoked emotion. And like it's funny because like for those of you who aren't filmmakers who haven't been on a film set before, like it's still a working environment. Like it's a job right but you do it because you love it and when you get to see and experience scenes happening that you are a fan of it there's no way to describe it like yeah there's no words for it because you grew up with certain franchises characters whatever like properties and then you get to work on that set and you see these things happening as a fan like 
Oh man, it's another level, guys. And then you remember why you do what you do. Yep, true. You guys ever see the movie Life as a House, or have you ever heard of it? No. Nope. This is a movie with uh, Kevin Klein and Hayden Christensen. Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein and uh, Anakin Skywalker. And did uh, he build a boat? Yeah, because he didn't like sand. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um, so it's about this. It's a movie about a an estranged fa- father and son, and uh, his father. The father wants the son to spend Christmas or not not Christmas summer with him. So it's three months but a summer with him building a house. Uh, and he just wants to get to know his son and teach his son. And his son has absolutely no desire to do this. He ha- he's like is forced oh, man, to do it. This basically, this is already heavy. <laughs> yeah, and like there's there's a moment. So they're building the house together, and there's a moment. Drama, drama for sure, for sure. Some lighthearted, but it's drama. Uh, and there's a moment in, later in the film where, uh, through some kind of circumstances, Kevin Klein's character is not able to work on the house at this moment, and Hayden Christensen's character is working on the house. And there's just a moment where, ah, oh, dude. This moment where he just looks out into the onto the ocean because like on the cliff of uh, in California on a cliff and he just jumps out into the ocean. It's one of the most emotional moments I've ever seen in a movie because it's about a father and a son. I feel like a lot of it's just it's just a relationship that a lot of people know and understand. And so it's easy. It's it's easy for me to connect to. Not for everyone, but it's easy for me to connect to. And like it was just it was great. It was a great moment. I really Highly recommend that movie. For those who say Hayden Christensen is a bad actor, watch that movie and you will you will change your mind. Yeah. Good shit, good shit. Speaking of uh, just family relationships, specifically the opening for Up oh, gets me every time. Goodness. The first like 10, 15 yeah. minute opening. Yeah. Like yeah. even if you're watching it out of context, it's the opening for the movies. You're not missing any context. Yeah. Really, if you haven't seen Up, watch the opening. Like heavy doc. Oh my god, this is an animated <sighs> movie for kids. What are you doing, Pixar? Dude, so the first time I saw that, so I the first time I saw that, I didn't watch the whole movie. I was my friend worked at AMC, and so I was at this moment able to see movies for free, which I probably wasn't able to do. So don't do that, guys. Um, and so I was trying to pass the time to wait to see another movie. So I just went to go watch up for a little bit and it was in 3d. So it was like, yeah, whatever. It'll be fun. And I, it's just the opening of the movie that I'm watching so that I can pass time. Like I'm literally watching the first 10 minutes of the movie just so I can go see another movie. Yeah. And those I've seen the movie, the first five minutes, you get your heart broken. You're yeah, I'm just like, dude. dude, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I didn't want to leave because I wanted to watch the rest of the movie, but I had to yeah. leave because I wanted to. I feel like you have this thing with animated movies where you you never just want to watch the animated movie and it, someone has to sit you down <laughs> or like, there's there has to be a circumstance where you you're sitting down to watch the movie, yeah, and you end up appreciating it every time, every time, especially the recommendations that we give you, you know, yep, like dude, honestly, you can but Pixar, make, I'll watch Pixar, yeah, I'll watch anything Pixar. You can make a case for pretty much every scene in any Pixar movie <laughs> as being an emotionally like yeah, yeah. like especially uh, the older ones. Oh yeah, like, Finding Nemo, <sighs> Finding Nemo, Damn. dude, the um, oh, crap. the ending of Toy Story three. Ending of Toy Ooh. Story three, very inside out. Oh my god! Inside out. Oh, oh man, have you seen Inside yeah. Out? Yeah. Okay. It's have you seen Inside Out, Preston? Okay. Dude, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. What a movie! The one man. thing we won't spoil on here is yeah, Inside don't, Out. Yeah, we're not spoiling Inside <laughs> Out. If you haven't seen Inside Out, please watch Inside Out. It's that. That's what Pixar is about, man. Yep. True. That's at their finest. Um, Jesse scene in Toy Story two. Where uh, the Sarah McLaughlin song? Oof! 
Oof. the reveal. Yeah. Preston had a strong reaction to that one. <laughs> that Please. scene, every time. I don't know. And even as a kid watching it for the first time when it came out in 2001, something like that. Um, that sounds about right. 2001, Holy crap. Yeah, because the first Toy Story came out in 97. Mm -hmm. The first Toy Story is older than me. Whoa. 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 What? Yeah. 99. That's crazy. I can't. You're even... as old as Fight Club, dude. Yep. And the wow. Matrix. You Have you seen Fight Club? Yes, of course. Okay, cool. Have you seen the Matrix? Yes. Cool. Great. Dude, oh my God, Toy Story. Like, it, you feel like you grew up with Andy. Yeah. And yeah, because he was our age. Yeah. He, dude, man, Pixar. Whoa. What boy. you doing? What you doing, Pixar? Damn. Uh, Iron Giant. Oh, bro. When the Iron Giant was flying into space. The last moment oh, he man, says Superman. Ends. Oh my goodness. No. When he says Superman, like how am I so emotionally <laughs> yeah. connected to a drawing of a robot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a drawing of a robot. Um, oh man, so many. Fresh Prince. The dad Not a movie, scene. But, but yes. But Not a yes. movie, but a show. That's I just have to mention this. Like yeah. the scene with oh, his man. dad where Will Smith is like Improving. That's improv? That is pure improv. Holy crap! <laughs> I did not know that was improv. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's the episode where dad, uh, dad, <laughs> Will's uh, biological dad comes back and finally talks to him after like decades of being missing from his life. And the end of the episode, um, at the end of the episode, Will's dad leaves again and basically abandons him again. And um, that whole, just starting from the scene where he has to say bye, the dad has to say bye, oh. and then he leaves, like, just, oh, my God. And, and then it, right after... Him and Phil? Yeah. Will and Uncle Phil are just not even, like, barely any words were spoken from, from Uncle Phil's side. Yeah. And Will is just, like, doing his thing. And he said, man, why don't he want me? They're just like... Oh, man. And they just... You don't see this on a sitcom. They just Never. cut, like, fade out. Yeah. No. When he's crying in his arms, it just cut it. You're just like, whoa. That's that it? Nothing? Doc. No music? No, like, the just roll credits. He broke character. That was off script halfway through that, yeah. halfway through that monologue. Damn. Oh, man. That was so heavy. Heavy, Doc. Um, if we're talking about TV shows, season eight finale of Scrubs. I, I can't remember. It. I didn't finish Scrubs. He's walking down the hallway because he's leaving the hospital. He's going to work somewhere else. And everybody he's ever known and been friends with is saying goodbye to him. And then, yes. and then yes. a projection of his future is at the end of that hallway. And he just stands there and watches it. And it is like, it tears your heart out. But it's so excited because he's so excited. Like, this is his life. Yeah. And he's going to live it. And it's like, whew. and then Damn, they ruined man. it with season nine. Oh, yikes. Oh, man. It was supposed to be done at season eight, and they're like, no, we'll do another season. Damn. So does season nine just not exist for you? No, not at all. Okay. Because three of the main characters from the rest of the series are in it, the rest of it's other characters, because they changed the hospital into a med school. So three of the so doctors are teachers. it's not even teachers. like a, it's Scrubs. It's just nope. another spinoff. Yep. Damn, man, LeMay. that sucks. That's LeMay. Filmmakers, studios, come on, commit. Commit. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, yeah. Another real quick. Another Scrubs episode was this uh, episode where Michael J. Fox was on it. Do you remember yep. that? So, have you seen that? Do you watch Scrubs? Mm -hmm. So, this episode with Michael J. Fox, he was playing a doctor. Yeah, he's the senior doctor. He's the senior doctor, and uh, they kind of wrote the Parkinson's disease into the story too, where um, he used to be a great doctor. 
but he Ooh. can't keep practicing medicine anymore because of Damn. his condition. And by like you hear it from his perspective, and I can definitely see Michael J. Fox is like himself putting into this role because Damn. you feel it every single part of the way. Damn. And at the end of the episode, oh man, I'm just getting sad thinking about it. Like I feel it in my oh, heart yeah. where it's just you see him standing oh, in yeah. the hallway in the the room and he's just turning on the light, turning it off, turning on the light, turning off because his character like. Uh, I think in the show it was OCD or yeah. something. Yeah, so he has to do that a number of times every to, time. He has to touch everything in the room that he walks into, in the patient's room. Yeah, so it's honestly really sad because the way that they showed it at the end, it's just like a quiet, empty hospital or whatever. Mm. You, oh, you see him at the end of the hallway just by himself. He has to do it. And Damn. yeah, the other character's just standing there just watching him and like you feel Damn. so sad. Damn, about man. this whole situation, and not, and maybe it's because you know we're Michael J. Fox fans too, and like we yeah. we've seen his career, right? And like, oh man, it <laughs> that's some heavy stuff. That's heavy, Doc. It's heavy, Doc. Yeah, that is really heavy. Anyway, <laughs> you know what's surprisingly heavy? Uh, I wasn't like I'm not super emotionally attached to this franchise whatsoever, but uh, the Paul Walker send off in Furious Seven was. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I wasn't... Um, but, I mean, that's just because Paul Walker, obviously, is, yeah, is yeah. why it's sad. But, like, in the context of the film, it's sad because... Well, one, you just know that Paul's not coming back. But it's 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 just the way they wrap it up is really beautiful. It's Yeah, I'd have to say... That was good filmmaking. That, that was... was <laughs> no, that is straight up great filmmaking. Yeah. Because even, like, I wasn't a uh, huge fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, and I didn't keep up with it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like I'm down it's to fun. go back and watch yeah. the whole yeah. thing. It's dope. Um, but I wasn't on it on the hype train when it was out. Right. But I will have to say the scene that I saw, like wrapping up Paul Walker's story, like that was probably one of the best wrap ups for a character arc in any franchise I can think of. I would concur. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. That, that and Logan. <laughs> yeah, that and Logan. Yeah. Oh, damn. When you put Logan and Furious 7 in the same category, she. <laughs> anyway, cool. So, was that the last uh, topic? That was, that was, that the, last was the last topic. topic. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you have any more questions, please hit us up on Twitter uh, with the hashtag HawkTopics. Yeah. Or join our Discord, and there's a whole channel in there where you can submit all your questions and chat with other peeps. True. And like, um, if you guys are dope, are be dope, dope, be dope. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, Our Patreon, please help us out. <laughs> if you can, that would greatly help us with all of our future projects. We, uh, are making some really, really dope shorts for you guys. And we can't wait to release them. Y'all, y'all gonna peep some dope stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So till next time. And we'll see you another time. As Danny says. Everything. Okay. See ya. <laughs>